Come on, come on, let's have it! Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast with your hosts, Callum Webber and Jacob Ingengor. Here we are then, Freedom Lifestyle. I am so excited for what we've got coming today. We have got another amazing guest on the show today. His name is Anthony. I I cannot wait to go deep into this young entrepreneurial lad in his 20s. This just like it's blown my mind when I first had a conversation with him. He's got a podcast agency that he's going to be talking about in this, but I'm going to flip it straight over to you, Anthony, and just and ask you, give a bit of context to, to the listeners, flip back to the start of like your entrepreneurial journey, and then obviously share your story of how you've gone from when you started to, to now. Mm-hmm. Sweet. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate speaking to the both of you lads, Callum and Jacob. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on here. Um, I guess a bit, you know, to where it all started, if you want to take it all the way back. Um, I don't know, it's interesting, you know, so, so when I was younger, maybe like seven-ish, I kind of knew that I wasn't going to do the kind of normal route of like a normal job or whatnot. Um, and I remember getting into high school and thinking kind of like, everyone was well, really thinking about the careers and what they wanted to do and thinking about, you know, this and that, maybe not knowing exactly what I wanted to do, but knowing that they wanted to go into the workforce. But I never really had that. Um and when I was younger, I was like, I know I want to make a lot of money, but I don't know kind of what direction to go. And I used to be massively into the gym, was one of those gym lads that was just completely obsessed, you know. So I thought, hey, look, that, that's what that's how I'm going to get rich. I'm going to own my own gym. You know, that's what I thought to myself. I'm going to own my own gym. Um, but I looked into the economics of owning your own gym and realized, actually, it's a lot of work and it's pretty shit pay. <laughs> you know, unless you've got like a, a franchise and whatnot, it's not, you know, not ideal. So what I decided to do was when I went to uni, when, when, I, when I got sick form, I started to go to uni to buy myself time, essentially. So I'd have three years to kind of figure out what I want to do. And I remember um, putting down on my first day of being at uni. And I think it was like a, it was like a, what was it? Like a form time, whatever you want to call it, where they sat everyone down and like write down what your goals are. And I remember writing down, I want to, I want to make a hundred grand by the end of three years and I want to have the foundation of a business set up I didn't make the 100 grand but I just had the business <laughs> foundation set up so I at uni it was me and my best mate Tyg and we were just grafting away so we you know we, we knew each other from younger went to uni together and we're trying to different ways to make money online we tried we nearly got into like a little Ponzi scheme like with selling cadmium wars like a bit of a bit dodgy didn't go into <laughs> that tried a bit of drop shipping um but we 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 kind of didn't realize how much would go into dropshipping or like, I guess our expectations was way off. We weren't, we were just pissing around with it a little bit. But then we found something known as a uh, profit accumulator, which is match betting, which is the way to make guaranteed profits through betting. Um, so we absolutely rinsed that. Like we rinsed that through uni, me and him. And then we met other boys who also rinsed that. So at uni, we were living decent, you know, making like between four of us, like five figures consistently each month. Um, so that was kind of an introduction to like, oh, you can actually make money properly a totally different way. Then we got into something known as AT, you know, something known as uh, Kindle Direct Publishing, whereas you publish a book, you find the niche, you put a book on Amazon, and then Amazon essentially uh, channels that traffic, so uh, allows you to generate traffic for your product, which is brilliant. And then that's kind of how we then got into podcasting, the podcasting niche. Now we have a podcast consulting slash coaching um, business where we help podcasters go from a slow and steady growth to rapidly growing and thriving podcasts in, you know, 90 days or less. So that's kind of the 
very rapid. <laughs> That's a mad, nah, mate, I love it. I love it when people kind of go on that entrepreneurial journey, like when they're at university and, and stuff like that. Did you ever think you'd end up doing like coaching on podcasts? How, like, how did you get into the podcast route? Yeah, I mean, no, absolutely not, mate. <laughs> absolutely not, no. Um, it's interesting, you know, because we, when we first got into the online space properly, where it was the, you know, the the publishing, so you make a book, we had to pick a niche, of course, you know, if you're creating a business of any kind, if it's a publishing business, if it's a coaching business, any business, you need a target audience. And we decided to go with podcasting because honestly, it was a bit of luck. We just kind of saw it was growing market. We were listeners of podcasts, knew of Joe Rogan and thought, hey, let's go for this market. It seems something that's going to be booming. And we picked at the right time because when COVID happened, podcasts just took off because everyone had so much free time and they were stuck inside to have time to do the podcast. So that's kind of how we got put into that world. Um, we were still doing the publishing model of putting books out within podcasting and then the coaching only came later on when people started to reach out to us saying hey can you help us one-on-one to apply these strategies yeah i love it i love it and i also i'll flip back to obviously with your story you um, you at, while you're at university like i'll take my hat off like mate that is class like you were earning five figures at university like i'll flip back to when i was <laughs> at university <laughs> wait between you between all of us yeah between all between of us yeah, class. still class <laughs> mate i was just in my overdraft i was there for yeah. three years i didn't learn one thing i got in 50 grand debt and i didn't earn a penny <laughs> i didn't i didn't earn a penny while i was at uni obviously in mallorca every summer i was making good money but while mm. i was actually at university i was sort of just like on a piss up and i feel mm. like a, a lot of people that do go to uni experience that same sort of thing but with what you were doing, you were like, no, nah, I want more than that. So let me ask you a question then, Anthony. So one, what did you study at university? And two, how valuable did you actually find it? Because it sounds like you were spending a lot of time trying to make money. Um, to, to, be, to be completely transparent, we did have a piss up, you know, we did have a piss up. We were, you know, you know, we still had a lot of fun. Um, we just balanced that as well with that other side of it, you know. So we're still having a good time, still having a laugh. Because of course, you got to have a good time, you know. You got to have that university experience. And I definitely wasn't, you know. I definitely had a few nights. I was like, oh, I probably couldn't, couldn't, you know, could have gone without going out that night. But in terms of, you know, how did I find it? To be totally honest, like it was my intention. I remember, this is really funny. Like I remember speaking to my best mate before we left the uni, one of my best friends from back home, was sitting there going back and forth. And I looked him dead in the eyes and I said to him, mate, I will be surprised if I make it all the way through the end of uni without having like a business or or something like that. Like I'm not, I was, I was very set that I'm not here to fuck about in terms of getting a degree. Cause I already knew that that what the fuck's, you know, most degrees are just an absolute piss take. And I did sports science, like, Sports side, I just yeah. picked it because I needed something, just anything to kind of, so I can go and I can kind of piss around my own time working on what I wanted to do. So that that that's kind of it. In terms of, did I learn anything? Like, not really. You know, it wasn't valuable for me. No. Um, uh, was the experience really good for me? Absolutely. Would I, that, did I make the, you know, the best mates, the most amazing memories? Absolutely as well. But in terms of degree itself, like I said to you, mate, I actually dropped out my third year. Um, because I had the business, I knew what I wanted to do. So I'm not going to spend any more time working on a degree that I know I'm never going to use. So I actually ended up dropping out third year, but I stayed at uni working because it was just, again, my own space and, you know, living with the boys, you know, can't, can't get better than that. Mate, I resonate with that so much because I, so I got, um, 
I was chatting to my mate when I was halfway through my second year and he mm-hmm. convinced me to drop out of university myself um, and go start up my first business with him. So we're like selling apps and stuff. Yeah. And it, it does, it's like a big thing that goes through your head. And I literally went through a phase myself where I was kind of like question, do I, don't I, do I, don't I? And I, I just didn't go into like lectures for like a month. I was just was there partying in his lifestyle. And that's when I was like, oh, I need to drop out. And then I went in and mm. just got the withdrawal form or whatever and dropped out. Now, I bet there's a lot of people in our Freedom Lifestyle community, you know, lads in the 20s that listen to this right now who are entrepreneurial, that want to start up a business. And they might be at university themselves. And they might be having these thoughts themselves. And me and you both know kind of where they're coming from because we both dropped out of university. So for anyone who's kind of in that headspace right now, who's at uni, who wants to start a business or has a business and he's getting thoughts of dropping out, like what what advice would you give to that? That's a good question. I mean, the first thing that I would say is um, don't drop out until you are hundred percent certain of what you're dropping out for. Like a lot of people just drop out, then they just piss around and do yeah. nothing and just yeah. fuck up, you know, don't do anything. But if you found something that's making you some money and you see the vision and you can see it building more and more uh, at that point, you know, like what are you doing? You know, as long as you have a business model that you know works and you, you know, you're confident in it, just go all in. Cause if you know, you're never going to use a degree, then like what are you doing? Why are you going to spend all that time and energy and mental energy and bandwidth, even thinking about university, just focus your intention and just build something whilst you're at uni so that when you, when it comes, so you've already dropped out of the course, but stay at uni because it's still free space to really put your head down and graph that whatever it is you're doing, fully focus on that. And then by the time it gets to third year or final year, whilst everyone else is still working the degree that they're probably not going to use and will ever use, you've got the foundations of a sick business set up and that's invaluable. You're already, you know, a couple of years ahead of people who are now going to then get into the workforce and get actual value, which is experience. You know, theory is theory, is theory but experience is what people need in order to like make money in order to get there. So if you're in that situation, I genuinely, please don't drop out unless you have something planned. And if you do have something planned, drop out literally today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Do you know what as well? Like a point on university, something I say like, now I've been through the experience. Obviously, I'm so happy I'd done that because it's got mm-hmm. me to where I am now. And it's not something I, I truly recommend in terms of if you want to go to university to like learn. I did a business degree as an example. If you think you're going to university to like learn loads of business, like reality of it is you're learning from someone who's an employee. However, <laughs> what, I, what, what I would say, if you do go to university or you're listening to this and you're actually at university right now, my number one piece of advice is go meet as many people as you can. Bang on. Go network because your net worth is going to be, it equals your network. And not only that, something I believe truly is nowadays is not what you know, it's who you know. So just go connect with as many people as you can and opportunities will start knocking at the door. But I've got a question for you, Anthony. So obviously at university, it sounded like you tried out quite a few different businesses and now mm-hmm. you've, you know, you found your success in the podcast industry. You know, a, a, a lot of people, they'll try one business out, like say, less as an example, network marketing is quite a common thing. People give a go, give a go at and then they give up after like three months or six months. And then, you know, they, they just stop doing any anything other to do with business because of, you know, limiting beliefs and they failed in that business. 
obviously mm-hmm. you've tried quite a lot of businesses. Like what's your like strongest piece of advice for someone that's currently in a business now and they're struggling or they've given up on like say a, a business already and they want to start another one, but there's, they're just holding back from the fear of failure again. Mm. It's great. Great question, mate. Um, I guess, you know, the main thing is if, so there's two questions there. So in terms of the person who has the, the limiting belief or, you know, has had a far past failure, I'll just say, understand that's just part of the game. You know, it's just part of the game. It's all part of the process. Everything in life is just data. It's not, you know, it's not like the make or break and, you know, not to get woo-woo or anything, but if you believe that, you, you you can't make it in the next business, then you can't make it in the next business because where you are mentally, you're going to self-sabotage. You're not going to fully commit. So I think what really how to get past that is by one, finding either a new business model that you, you understand and are passionate about. But once you've started it, fully commit and go all in. Don't just sidestep it because if you don't go all in, you're essentially sabotaging the results. You know, you're polluting the results. So the feedback you get from the input, if it's not 100%, will equal shit. And now you're basing your belief about this business model off of shit inputs. It's like if you're doing a science experiment and, you know, you're, you're, you've got like a polluted, you know, ingredient or like a detergent that you're trying to test with, but that's got a bunch of other chemicals in it. The results isn't actually accurate. But if you didn't know that you're polluting it, then you're going to look at it like, oh, this this didn't work. This is a false test. Well, it's like, well, no, you just had the wrong ingredients. And the ingredients here is your input. So my, my advice would be go all in, give it a minimum of six to 12 months, and then make a you know a thing. But you have to stick with it because shiny object syndrome is a thing, and I definitely struggle with it as well. Um, but you have to just keep your head forward and realize like, hey, any of these any of these business models will work. I just, I just need to put my head down. If it didn't work in the past, that's totally fine. It might not have been for you. The next one, just put your head down and have that focus. That was one of yeah. the that was one of my favorite favorite things we've I've heard on this podcast so far is going all in rather than you don't want to be a toe dipper. Yeah, you want to go all in. Mate, I love 1, that one thousand percent. And something just like reiterate on what you said as well. Something that I'm actually studying at a minute in NLP is uh, there's, there's a cycle that the brain follows. Mm-hmm. So you've got the belief. And uh, based on that belief, you've got your potential. Based on your potential, um, you then have your behavior or action that you take and therefore the result. So if your belief is is small, then guess what? You're not going to tap into your potential. So if you're not tapping into potential, then what's going to happen is you're not going to really take much action. So behavior is going to be minimal. Therefore, your results are going to be minimal. And guess what's going to happen if your results are minimal? Your belief is then shrunken even more so therefore your potential shrunken even more and so on and so on but if your belief's high then you've got a lot of potential therefore your action taking is a lot higher therefore your results are a lot higher which then edifies your belief which then edifies your potential and your results and so on and so on and so on so mate i mean that's spot on that's absolutely it and um it's interesting you bring that up because like for example when i was in in high school i was in bottom set for basically everything and because I was in bottom set for everything, I just believed that I was just dumb. You know, I was stupid. You know, my results were shit. My teachers told me I was shit, basically. They'll tell me to aim for a D. And I can't remember, dude. It was the funniest thing. I think I was in year, I must have been year eight, mid-year eight. Remember it crystal clear. I was sitting in class. You know when you're like, 
I don't know, you know, it's the people, everyone listening, you know, you might have been in a, in a pretty crappy class or bottom set or like lower set in for a subject or something. I know the feeling when like you just stop, you kind of look around and then you're like, hang on a minute. I'm not going to be here. Like I've got like, not to be, you know, mean or, but you know, those kids in school that you know that like, they ain't going anywhere, you know, they're, they're, they're not quite there. Yeah. And I remember having that moment and realizing like, Nah, this is this can't be it. Like this, I am definitely not meant to be here. And from that moment, my behaviour changed. And I thought, hey, let me just do, let me just copy and emulate what the smart people do because they don't just get smart out of anything. I just thought, you know, they're just smart people. They're just dumb people. And I was one of the dumb people. But what I did was, I remember just start to work hard, start to graft, and slowly my results got better. And because my results got better, I was like, oh shit, I am actually quite smart. Let me do some more work. So I did some more work. Then my results got even better. And then from year eight to year 10, I got into top set for, for most things. And then that's when my belief really started to be like, oh, I just have to work. I, I basically, I was, I was a smart, uh, not smart, but like, I'm a hard worker, but I just, I was lazy. So no, I was, I was, a, I was a smart kid, but I was lazy and I need to start to learn how to work hard. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people, period. They never actually, like you said, Jacob, they never truly find, they never find that cycle. They never were shit at something, then got really good and realized the only reason they were shit in the first place is because they thought they were shit. (laughs) Not because they were shit, just because they thought they were shit. And I think if you're someone right now who is currently in that situation where you're really struggling to find that thing you're good at, where you feel like you don't really know what you want to do, you see other people doing it and you believe you can't do it yourself, just understand that find anything, anything at all, whether it's the gym, whether it's girls, whether it's business, find just one thing that you believe you're rubbish at. Do it every day for 90 days. And after 90 days, let me know how you feel about that same thing. That will change your beliefs and you'll start to see what we're talking about here, about how your belief does affect the actions you take. And actions you take, of course, affects the results. So that's kind of what I would say to someone who's in that kind of spot right now. Delta, man. Delta, what have you got to add to that? I like what you, you mentioned about at school, you kind of felt like you, you said you felt dumb. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people at school, they the ones that don't do that good, like get that good grades at school as an example, let's say like your GCSEs, you didn't get many, you didn't get many passes. You, mm-hmm. get, you leave school in a mindset that you're dumb or you're not smart enough just because you didn't get good grades on what the school system did the tests on but the reality Mm. of it is you might not be or call it dumb you might be dumb in a specific area and one you might have it might not be natural or you didn't work at it but you might be really smart at something you didn't learn at school as an example like entrepreneurship what isn't really at school critical thinking Mm. sales the business at school you're getting taught by an employee like I mentioned earlier so when you start when you realize if you're someone that thinks you're dumb just ask yourself the question like what what am I smart at? Because every single one of us, we're all unique. Like there will be something that you're amazing at, whether it's whether it's art, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's playing the piano. Like you know, we're all smart at something. It's finding it's finding what's what you're smart at, and then going all in on that rather than being a That's toe fair. dipper. But in terms of Anthony, in terms of like obviously you're you're a, you're a young lad. You're younger. Than, how old is it again? You are Anthony. Twenty two. 
22, mate. That is class for what you're doing. Let's talk more about like your podcast agency. So how's your podcast agency looking now, like in terms of like your clients and, and how, how quickly have you been able to scale that business? Um, so it's interesting. So in terms of the podcast agency side, we started it. So we've been doing podcasting for the last nearly three years now. And then we had the books. We've been, we did consultation people to, for free to begin with, to get some experience, to get some data points. Um, and then we went all in on the coaching side of the business started this year. Um, and it only really kind of took off. I say took off. We got, it only really took off like maybe July. Um, and that's why I say you need to give it time because a lot of the times, like if you're depending on what business model it is, you've got to think about lead generation. You've got to think about the fulfillment. You've got to think about client result. You've got to think about your offer. There's a lot of moving parts. And if I just started a month in and thought this is crap, then I wouldn't have carried on. But I just accepted that all I need is data. Just I need to do more things. And the more things I do, the more touch points I have. And then, okay, for example, right, I'm not getting any clients. Why am I getting any clients? So then I started to look back, okay, I'm not getting any clients because I'm not making enough posts. I'm not doing enough outreach. I started doing more outreach. And then I, I got more clients. Okay, cool. So I'm now getting clients booked in, but they're not buying what I have. My sales skills are shit. All right, cool. I've got to work on my sales skills. All right, good. My sales skills are good, but I'm still making any closes. My offer's crap. I then work on my offer. Great. I'm, I've now got more conviction in my offer. This is amazing. I've got more testimonials. This is awesome. And now it's like, okay, right. Well, we're now getting a lot more clients, but our back end, our fulfillment's not very good. So I guess my point in saying that's like, it's been we're slowly chipping away. And the last, like, like the last three months, it's kind of taken off. Um, but we've been dripping clients here and there. But now it's like, okay, like, where we're hitting some good numbers. Um, getting client amazing results, but again, it it needed to us like to chip away slowly, and I don't want to put anyone off, but I also want to be very honest and transparent. Depending on what level you're trying to get to, I want to be a multi multi millionaire. Um, by the time I'm twenty five, <laughs> um, so because of that, my action needs to be in alignment with what I want to do. So I say this with love and care in my heart of. Whatever you think you need to do to achieve your goals, 10x that because you're, you're deluding your mind. Like you need to, you genuinely need to 10x your actions and think and expand how you're, you're thinking. Because if you want to get to, let's say, 100K, you know, you know, again, I don't know what range your audience are, but let's say for me, again, I'm going to assume you're ambitious as fuck. You want to live a fucking sick life. You want to live a life of adventure. You know, I've got a missus, but like if you're saying you want to get loads of birds, you want to fly, fly private, all that kind of stuff and have the, the life of your dreams. It's super important to really think, okay, right, this is what I want to do to get there. Realistically, what work will I need to get done? You're not going to become a millionaire in two months or three months or four months or five months. And even if you were to do that, the satisfaction you get from that is shit. If you just win a lottery, it's not the same feeling as if you sold your business after 10 years of hard work and grind. You know, so I guess the main takeaway there is like, um, be ambitious, but also 10x, expand your mind of what you, the actions you need to take to get there. Um, I kind of went off on a tangent there, mate. <laughs> no, so, but, mate, it's a bell to that though. Mate, so much value. And I, yeah. I also like to, to touch on the point, like in terms of what you were saying, like you mentioned a minute ago that you've been, since your, like your journey with the podcast, you've had problem after problem after problem. 
However, that's not a negative thing. Like a no. lot of people look at problems as a bad thing. Like me and Jacob, we've been getting, we've been changing, we've been changing tactics, strategies all the time because problems keep coming up. But we've got to the point now that we actually get excited for problems because more, the more problems you get, the more opportunity there is to grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll back that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, because like, um, it's true. Like every single fail, big failure, dude, we, we try to launch a course at the start of June and it was abysmal. Zero sales, barely any traction, barely any clicks. Um, abysmal, like literally the biggest failure of our lives. And I remember the night before I was nervous, excited, filled with anticipation of launching this course, making a shit ton of money. We launched it, crickets, complete silence. got <laughs> embarrassing feeling in my stomach. And then I realized, okay, let's evaluate. Why did this happen? And I'm so glad and thankful that has happened because every single moment that we've had like that, we're then able to reiterate, get more clients working one-on-one, make our cause an even better product, you know, work with clients, um, work with clients and find the new ones. Then our confidence builds. Now, when I'm on a sales call, I have complete conviction. I know I can grow a fucking podcast, period. So like it's, it's but I wouldn't have got there if I didn't have that failure that sent me back but it made me have to have this conviction. And another example is recently, you know, because even now you still have, you know, some self-doubt or imposter syndrome. I had a client and, and it was, a, I was speaking to her personal assistant and the client's podcast was decent size already, you know, decent size, whatever. And it had like 600,000 followers on LinkedIn. So big, you know, big players. And I remember feeling like a bit intimidated. I was like, oh, this, this, this is, I don't know if I should work with them. You know, can I really help them grow? But that's just a barrier and a problem, you know. And then I remember, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sam Ovens, but are you familiar with Sam Ovens? Nah, no, I didn't see that. I'll send you boys content. You're going to lose your mind. Like, it, he it's golden. Anyways, um, one of the things he gets you to do is to write down all your negative thoughts and flip them into positive affirmations. So I started doing affirmations of like, there's no problem in my business that I can't solve. I feel exhilarated every single day knowing that my clients' podcasts are growing and thriving because of my results. I'll take Powerful. on any challenge head on and have no anxiety around problems. And before a client might message me or something might go wrong and I'm this, but now it's like I'm not, I'm not, not, not numb, but like I don't get an emotion, a negative emotion. I just get, I can solve it. Whatever problem it is, I can solve it, period. It's done. So the client, I re had a follow up call with them. I closed her and it was, uh, you know, all cash on hand, not a payment. So I was like, brilliant. This is amazing. I work with, you know, a a higher tier of a higher caliber of client. And ever since we started working together, get this, the, uh, the two tips I've gave them for their, during their audit, one of the podcast, one of the episodes became the highest downloaded episode in the last 20 episodes that I've had. And then the most recent episode has become the most downloaded in the last 24 hours because of the work that we did and because I had that mindset. And because I took on that challenge, the main main imposter that I had for taking them on was because I didn't know the strategy would work for them. But I now have had to elevate how we grow podcasts because this client was a different caliber. So it got me out of my comfort zone. And now it's like, the product again is going to be stacked on because we've learned so much from this particular client. And that's the lap round to your answer and why I got so enthusiastic about it because you're so fucking right. Every single problem you should get excited about and you should invite it in. If you're getting into business thinking you're not going to have problems, you've got something else coming your way. That's all it fucking is. 
problems in your business, problems in your personal life, problems in the operation of the business, problems of clients and customers, problems everywhere. But that's good. That's to be invited because the more you learn, the more problems you solve, the confidence you have and the conviction you have Nothing can fucking replace that. So invite that in because it's going to help you grow. Mate, you are <laughs> you are on. so wise for a 22-year-old. Everyone listening to this. like what, One thing as well, before we, we end on a, on, a, on a powerful question for you, Anthony, which we can't wait to, to find your answer. Where can they find you, bro? We're, obviously, we'll put it all in the description, but what, where's the best platforms for people to connect with you, um, Anthony? Yeah, so most people here probably aren't podcasters, probably trying to get their own thing. Um, so interesting thing, I deleted my Instagram, Snapchat, and I think and basically all my social media platforms because I wanted to focus. Just wanted to focus, but I've started to use Twitter a lot more now. So if you wanted to follow me on Twitter, um, it's called at Dabewaneri, but I'm probably going to change that to like Dabake Kong. We'll put the link in our description anyway, but... Jacob, you're asking the... (laughs) So, Anthony, mate, what does your freedom lifestyle look like? That's brilliant. My freedom lifestyle looks like me with a lean team of five, um, all podcasters, growing our our company, making, you know, multiple uh, multiple six figures per month, getting... In literally shitting out client results, um, I've got my own podcast that's growing and helping young entrepreneurs like ourselves, um, giving them a realistic look of what it actually takes to build um, a multi-million dollar business and to become a 1% high value man. Um, and for me, I love work. So I'm not going to be out on the beach, you know, here and there, but like, you know, it's going to be me doing focused work, helping my clients get amazing results, you know, traveling around the world at the same time and having an amazing team who we can joke about, we can, you know, have a laugh or whatnot, but we're also ferocious when it comes to actually getting things done and executing. So my freedom lifestyle sounds a bit, it's business. I fucking love business. I love this shit. I love what I do. I love the, the whole pursuit of entrepreneurship. So really, I'll say I'm living it now, to be honest, and not, you know, there's still a way to go, but I'll say I'm living it now, basically. What I'm doing now, just where I am now, expand that in like, you know, two, three years, I'm, you know, I'm on I'm their way, yeah. Love it. Honestly, th- this podcast has been insane, uh, Anthony. We're so we're so grateful for you hopping on for this call. The value's been. Man, I don't want to end the call, um, so I think, <laughs> I, think, I think we're gonna have to have, a, have another one in the future. And um, mate, honestly, for you guys listening, go well. Give um, Anthony a follow on Twitter. Go see what he's doing. And um, honestly, guys, have a fucking class day. And- 